0: All right, Mots, we are back. Episode 46 of the Rink Shrinks Mailbag Edition. What do you say, Mots? You ready to go? Let's go. All right, Mots, we are back. Episode 46 of the Rink Shrinks. We got the mailbag coming up. What's been going on in the rink with you, buddy? Uh, Just getting around the rink as a parent,
1: uh, helping out my daughter. Unfortunately, she had a little fever, so I couldn't get on the ice with her uh, last night. But I'm looking forward to helping out the U12 uh, girls and uh, just showing them just like basic concepts. You know, why are you a partner as a D? You know, you work together. Don't watch your partner skate around and make a predictable play. And start working together so, like, basic concepts, and um, I'm excited to help them out. So, uh, couldn't well, make and it. they just had a big, big tourney win this weekend, right? The old cranberry cup, <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, a shootout, uh, win great for the girls. I was there just uh, videotaping the last little spot and uh, yelling so at from the stands, I'm trying not to, but um. You know the girls played well. Uh, very uh, competitive game. They had beat the team earlier, and so like that, it's tough to beat the team twice in a tournament. And they uh, they went to a shootout, and so happy for the girls that um, played hard. the The girl that is the goalie is a, a close friend, and uh, she made a nice stop at the end. So I was so happy for her.
0: Oh, that's awesome! Did you? Uh, so. I had to meet up with Mott's on Sunday. I had a game in the South Shore. Mats was coming back, so we met in a, a parking lot to do a little a stick deal. And then my kids were begging me for Mickey D's, and you pulled off. And did you hit the McDonald's drive-through for the camps? <laughs>
1: Hey,
0: I I was wondering if you saw that. Of course I did. I'm a trained observer. Uh so and obviously the kids were all over me, and I'm like, no, dude. You, I go there. You just won a championship. You guys didn't win anything.
1: <laughs>
0: so the
1: funny part is, I said, "Hey, champs, whatever you want, whatever you want, champs." And it's a two uh, two lane drive. Double barrel, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I noticed that.
1: So you know, then I didn't get in the right lane because, like, I I missed it by like one car. Or whatever, like, whatever. I'm like, hey, champs, you guys just settle down. You get whatever you want here because you know you want a championship i'm willing to go to mcdonald's and wait in a line in the drive-thru for you so and the pats are on at one i know so i had to get back quickly but anyway uh, actually no i put it on the uh on the radio on the way home oh they the must kid. have loved
0: that yeah. girls love listening to that on the radio yeah, that's good yeah 12th. Did so so did you get a mickey d's i don't even get it Oh, yeah, no. know. So, yeah, we yeah. got in
1: there. Yeah, we, so whatever they wanted as yeah. champs.
0: All right, all right. So
1: uh, the weird part was they wanted a, I think, like four-piece or six-piece, whatever it was. I grabbed two ten-pieces. I go, all right, so you wanted six-pieces. So that leaves four each. So I get an eight-piece. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, you do the ar- arithmetic, and, like, you're, you're making out. So
0: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Mickey D's for the champs. Yeah, so my kids are pissed because th- I didn't take them. Yeah. And I'm like, no, mom's cooking at home. We're going home. You guys didn't win anything. You're not getting McDonald's. So I put my foot down. It was a good parenting moment by me. Uh, but the, 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 what'd you think of the recent? I, I got to bring up um, a couple things. The Brady Kachuk and Brandon Lemieux quotes on the ice battles. I mean, this brought me back to, I mean, one of the highlights of my youth, I was, you know, twelve, thirteen years old with that nineteen ninety six World Cup of hockey and Keith Kachuk just ragged on Claude Lemieux. Uh obviously the US went on to win the game. But what your thoughts on that. Not that we do a lot of NHL talk, but I I, I, I kinda I I kinda like to bring it up. Well, because it. it's
1: a I think it's a, a character thing. So uh for me there's not a chance that like someone makes up that someone bit him. Right. So that, that's like, yeah, you could a, tell by his reaction. Right. Yeah. If you watch the video and you see how the interaction was, it's a heated game. Like, like, you know, you want to like, you know, rip someone's face off. Like, you know, you can say all, all these like terms, but you don't bite someone. You never bite someone. So I'm in agreement with Brady Kachuk's, uh, statement where like you just don't do that babies do that you know when they're you know whatever babies when they no, yeah when they have nothing you know as far as like conscious decision making but i just i just can't i i for me i can't have a um rational defense for uh lemieux to to do something like that um so just as a former player, parent, whatever, coach, no zero tolerance. So I mean, his his suspension was I guess appropriate enough, but you know, the life lessons there from, you know, our listeners here, like you just you need to be better. So
0: yeah, you need to be better and obviously the quotes were the quotes and it just you know obviously there's some there's some hatred between the Kachuk and Lemieux family and you know it was it was kind of interesting and obviously you see Jonathan Quick come out and defend his teammates character and you know blah 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 so it was it was just interesting stuff um, the other thing that I I, I found kind of funny was um, a Terry a a, 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 a Temi, what, what what how do I say his name Panarin Panarin yeah, yeah. a Terry just Panarin. Called the bread man. Yeah. The Bird bread man. man firing a glove at Marshawn because he, you know, he was talking about Russia and nobody liked him and, and all that type of stuff. And, you know, I know a little bit about the Panera stuff like with, with, you know, his country and being from rough Russia. And, you know, I, like, again, it's, it's part of the game. Like it's trash talking, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's something that they're, they're NHL players, that stuff's going to happen. Uh, I, I just found that to be kind of hilarious. And I, you, you got to love a good glove throw. Yeah, well, I mean. Here comes the g- butter throw.
1: <laughs> no, he a, a, At the end of the day, like you can't uh, fault Mashaun for, you know, it's really just factual statements and he's not crossing the line by any means. But, you know, he got under the skin, which he that's kind of what he likes to do. That's his job on some yeah. level. that other than being one of the top scorers in the NHL. So, like, that's still in him, you know, like that little ball of hate. And, um, you know, a glove getting thrown at you. It's like, whatever. You yeah. Know. I mean, whatever. yeah, right. Whatever. I mean, if it, yeah.
0: Who cares? But. And know, his quote was awesome. Like, they find him five grand or whatever. And he's like, yeah, well, luckily, the GM gave me 11 million. So what do I care? <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's a little bit of a slap in the face yeah. to, the, to the league. It's kind of like power move. But I don't know. I, I just I just think it's just an emotional game that, you know, he throws his glove. It's not like they're going to fight. They don't want to fight. Right. But like, right. They're like throwing a glove and like just being that animated about a, uh, you know, a situation where he's beaking him and, then, you know, whatever. You just get a, uh, you know, 5,000 slap on the wrist. Did you ever get fined in the NHL? I got fined by getting suspended. Really? Oh, it was, yeah. was without pay. So gotcha. Yeah, that that hurt. Yeah, that you know, stings. My my kids didn't
0: eat for a couple of weeks. So yeah. Luckily, you made up, for it, and you can get that you know, twelve chicken nuggets at Mickey D's now.
1: No, well, that's that's the norm now. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I got suspended for coming can Hey
0: kids, a menu
1: tonight. <laughs> We always look for uh, the Outback Steakhouse.
0: All i gotten: bottomless yeah. breadsticks and soup and salad. Let's go. And yeah, did the Sox? Did the Sox uh, win the night before? Because that might get you a free kids meal at the ninety-nine. The ninety-nine done. Yeah, it's what you're looking for. Uh, the other thing was that that uh, the reason why I want to bring it up too is obviously a lot of this. Uh, Our conversations recently have been about behavior towards referees and obviously as coaches in the NHL, you know, those guys should be setting the example. But I think the difference is and and what I'm referring to is like Rod Brindamore from Carolina got fined $25,000 for, you know, for more or less just screaming um, about what he felt was a bad, uh, bad call. I believe it put his team on uh, a five on three, but the difference between like what we're talking about with youth hockey and, you know, even college high school level, I I guess college might be a little different, but even like even prep school hockey, like those guys, this is a part-time little gig for them. Like referees in the NHL should be able to take it in my mind. Like that's, they're the, the, the top referees in the world. They're getting compensated. Um, the refs get paid pretty well, at least from, from what I understand. And it's like, if you can't take a little bit of chirping from the refs and, you know, I'm sorry, from the coaches and the players, like that's kind of, you're in the wrong profession. You know what I mean? Like like you've got to be kind of um, that level-headed, you know, let cool heads prevail thing. There was kind of a funny one with Chica uh, Rooney and back at a guy the other night too. But, you know, I I know everybody
1: gets emotional. Yeah. Right. No, I was gonna just like kind of say exactly like all adults at that level, you know. Mm -hmm. There's really no reason to have thin skin when, you know, you know a Hall of Famer like, in my opinion, is yelling at you from behind the bench, encouraging his team to play the right way. He's a solid like individual. You know, he's a solid. He's barking, you, barking at you for a reason. So there's really no uh, situation where I would say that a ref should have that thin skin to, you know, flip the script and be like, oh, you know what? You know, done. Bench minor. Like, that. I mean, that's that's what we want youth hockey coaches to not do. So, like, we're kind of, like, on both sides of the spectrum here. But you talk to a ref, you uh, – You know, communicate well with a ref, uh, whether it be a younger kid, older gentleman, woman, it doesn't matter. Those are the things that you need to do as on the youth side. The pro hockey game is a little different. There's a little different animal, and that's what we saw with uh, that clip with uh, Chris Rooney, Chicka Rooney, and just gives it back, which is awesome, in my opinion. It was great. Yeah, yeah so we're we're promoting a lot of like um trying to promote a lot of patience more than anything you know at the pro level it's a little different it's a it's a job it's a profession you know the refs are getting paid to do their job the coaches are getting paid to do their job it's you know it's a a little bit more of a uh an arena where you can have a, a little different conversation but when we talk about youth hockey it's it's completely different like you have to respect the the refs you have to you know bite your tongue as much as you want to yell and uh provide a great um kind of model or you know uh influence on on the kids as you go forward so uh, right so like like that kind of like talking out of both sides of the mouth here but no and that's
0: that's that's kind of what i you know wanted to bring up and you know our job as youth hockey coaches is basically you know you're an example for the kids it's different it's not there's nobody that's a professional at this stage of the game whether it's the kids the coaches the referees anything so your job as a coach is to you know try to be as much of a professional as possible but not talk to the you know referees or players like they may be recognize that the coach you know is a is a you know a mailman for his real job and he's just trying to pick up a couple extra bucks on the side you know what i mean or a ups driver or something you know what i mean like so one thing, one place where you can definitely find those clips, I'll tell you, is uh, of, of, you know, those suspensions and things like that is SkitScot. SkitScot is a new video-based social media platform that combines the best functionalities of TikTok and Instagram. SkitScot's feature-rich audio and video editor allows its users to create videos up to one minute long. The platform allows users to use augmented reality filters, picture, in-picture, layered audio, and other editing tools found only in costly movie production rooms to express themselves in a short video. Skid Scott's also a secure social media platform that respects the privacy of its users. Skit Scott does not share trade or sell any, of the personal information of its users this app is made in the USA Mots, before we dip into the the mailbag here I just want to talk to you guys quickly about TSR hockey uh, this mailbag is uh is is going be sponsored by TSA hockey uh, with with high school season around the corner which basically it's starting up now uh, especially here in Massachusetts reach out to the team staff at TSR for any apparel needs your team has you can reach their team store at 603. 912 5970. Ask for Mike or Dave. Again, that's 603 uh, 912 Ask for Mike or Dave and they'll take care of you. TSR stocks uh, team apparel from CCM and Bauer and does everything in house, uh, embroidering and printing. TSR is New England's premier hockey store and is a proud sponsor of the Rink Shrinks. Again, their website, www.tsrhockey.com. What do you say, March? You want to. Uh, dip into the mailbag here or what let's do it let's do it actually we had a, a a good um twitter poll um or instagram poll what's your best high school hockey memory really good ones um up there actually speaking of instagram i mean that outfit you had going i was glad you had pants on that was a great little post uh, that caught obviously sniped you last night i was one of those kids um but that that you know, the business up top and then the coaching pants down the bottom. That was outstanding. <laughs> can I uh, defend myself a little bit? Like I, I didn't want to go
1: on like the, I, I guess amazing. you can.
0: I loved the, some of the comments were just were, were BC up top. BU at the bottom. Avon <laughs> Duxbury up top. Avon down. The, I was, I was dying laughing.
1: Yeah. I, I had a good laugh. My son had a good laugh. I, but what happened was I was on a virtual charity event and like I'm like I I'm not putting my like suit pants on, so I, I had a short tie. And you were like the guy in the commercial, <laughs> yeah. Where well, you showed wa- up in your underwear? <laughs> but I had I wanted to have a good big tie, you know. Uh, not I mean, so the tie yeah. gets a little shorter. But I'm here. Didn't reach you know, your belly button. Yeah, right. Just, just looking like sharp enough from you know the waist up. Waist up. So the weird part was I had my coaching pants on. In my my potato baked potato shoes, (laughs) (laughs) the baked potato (laughs) shoes because I had to like run. I butter and sour cream on there. I had to run from this to my daughter's um, practice, but -hmm. like I said earlier, like she had a uh, fever, so uh, I didn't have to go. So like I was ready to like just like you know get down out of the you know, virtual attire and get the hoodie on and like go right to practice. But so I was ready for any uh, situation.
0: Yeah. You were ready for it. Dude. Speaking of which kind of hilarious. So I picked Brian up at, at my oldest up at tryouts today. And uh, he comes out of the salty rink and I'm like, dude, you stink. You know what I mean? Obviously he didn't shower after. And he had his, his college shirt on. And I'm like, please tell me you wore that under your equipment. He had his his no college, Yes, college he had a pop, pop collar. Yes, and he's like, yeah. He's like, Dad, you can see it under my thing. I forgot under shirt. I was I was <laughs> roaring. So he had like a vineyard vines college shirt on under uh, his hockey gear. I'm like, talk about a tough tough look.
1: Yeah, I I mean he should know better. You gotta go, you know, just bear. You gotta go you know no no top that's what
0: he said he's like i should have just went no no shirt i'm like yeah i don't know it's kind of yeah, a lose they, lose
1: yeah i know i mean you can't wear a college shirt oh,
0: sorry Wit told, a told us a story like when he was real young in pittsburgh that Sergei gonchao showed up to a preseason game and had like jeans and a college shirt on and just basically like threw everything on over it, went out, played the game, probably had like two assists and then just like took off wearing the same stuff. There's probably some salt and pepper on that story, yeah, but I ran with it like gone shot, like no shower, nothing like jeans on. Uh But the yeah, one, that was hilarious. The one thing I never really respected ever. Big potato <laughs> shoes is unbelievable too. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know who uh sent them
1: i don't that know yet, who right?
0: did but that was a hall of fame comment yeah uh, uh oh, a little butter so greens. what i was
1: saying was the hoodie bacon bits but no no the hoodie underneath because uh, like, it was like a cold morning whatever if you had a hoodie underneath your equipment i had no respect for you even like as a young kid i was like
0: no, no 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 no. that's just that's like that's that's parents abuse if you if you allow your young kid to do well
1: that. Uh, i've seen it multiple times and when this is obviously when i was younger and um if you're cold, Charlie conway
0: style
1: yeah there you go you know what yeah. i mean yeah
0: that's that's a tough look no matter what age parents you got to be better than that but right. all right we're off the rails here all completely right, yeah, i i kind of love it um March, your best high school hockey memory. This is where this all started.
1: Right. Yeah. So um I actually saw that when um you know what we we're talking about a posting and Courtney and I were talking about it and like this sounds so ridiculous, but um it's it's a legit backdoor pass to Scotty Perry that won a game because it was a spinorama. It was like in overtime. It was like kind of a cool play. Like, so like, I don't want to talk about individualistic stuff, but like, but like a, yeah, but it was a spinorama, and Scotty was coming back to her and I uh, slapped it over to him and he, he put it in. So that, that was, that was kind of like, I mean, just as far as individual plays, but the, the biggest, biggest thing in like, Concept was really, and it sounds so cliche, but like it was all the guys I played with that I keep in touch with. Like I don't really care about that individualistic play, to be honest with you. And I right. um, except that one. yeah, yeah. I did no. I except just I one. just think I I think it was just you know the experience overall because I I really enjoyed all the guys that I you know became close with. In, in an impressionable
0: time in my life um i actually ran into mr and mrs perry uh down at flag football on uh the wednesday night before thanksgiving and they were talking about you they said to say hello and and all that stuff so that's mm-hmm. funny that you you bring that up because we were just talking i i still with them most of the game and we were hanging out talking and all that stuff so it was funny but the uh yeah, I guess for me, uh, I mean, mine would, would bring it back to that Kevin Miller interview, and I didn't even remember it, but I guess running him over and giving him a concussion when I was out <laughs> in Cali. That's uh, awesome, yeah. 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 I'm going to take credit a, for that.
1: Yeah, your first I mean, and last hit. Yeah, exactly.
0: No, obviously, I, I think he's talking about somebody else there. But, no, like you said, I think similar, uh, you know, just the friendships, the bonds. I mean, my freshman and sophomore year, I was – able to win the super eight, which is, you know, the, 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 you know, big high school hockey tournament around here. So playing in the Boston garden as a, as a, you know, 14, 15 year old kid winning a championship was, uh, was, was pretty amazing and uh, you know, some great stories and kind of legendary nights after that. So that was, that was fun. And then obviously, you know, I was two years there and then two years up at, at Cushing, we had some great memories up there, some great games. We lost in the finals one to nothing in my, uh, my junior season, it was our only loss. We were lost one to nothing. And like, I mean, it was a, a, a terrible memory, but like, I'll never forget that game. And, you know, it was the battle. And, you know, we lost the St. Sebastians who I had a lot of friends on that team. And it was just like an unbelievable hockey game. It was a one, uh-huh. nothing loss. Like I said, I think our team that year went like 36, you know, one and one or something. And, uh, it was it was just a blast, you know what I mean. It was it was a lot of fun. Tough way to end it, uh, obviously, but the memories and playing for Steve Jacobs and Bill Troy up at at Cushing, and and obviously having Ray Bork on the bench my senior it was pretty amazing. So uh, good stuff. Uh, that was that was fun. I love the interaction. I saw,
1: saw Granelli. Uh, uh, yeah, Granelli jumped in. Yeah, like in front of the Woven fans.
0: Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It,
1: you know, I, I want him to reenact it. I know.
0: I know. Well, you can just watch him play in one of those tournaments and stuff. He does it quite a bit. You can figure it out. Yeah, you can figure it out. Uh, nice. All right. This is one from the mailbag, and this is a pretty serious one. And, and you know, we've kind of been joking around quite a bit here. but um, And this was a, a, a long email. I don't want to read the whole thing, um, but I guess, you know, the ultimate is, you know, dealing with racism in youth hockey. Um, you know, this is per an email below. Um, you know, how do you think it should be handled? Um, you know, should there be a zero tolerance policy? Uh, obviously it's, it's very difficult to talk about with, uh, you know, this day and age, it's, it's completely unacceptable. And, you know, what are your, what are your thoughts on it, Mots? Um, yeah, I would say the zero,
1: zero tolerance, um, for any racism, uh, any like exclusion of, of a teammate. It doesn't matter, you know, like races, you know, we can talk about race cause th- that's the email that we got, but any exclusion because, you know, a team is a team and the stuff that we, you know, try to encourage and, and talk about is part of being in that team and those experiences. And this is what shaped us as, you know, you know, adults, and we had great experiences and there was you know if if something ever came into our space back then like this it's all inclusive in my opinion like the teams that I was on yeah and and I had great people around me I had great coaches so it's just I just really feel that there is no space in hockey for Exclusivity, right? So it doesn't matter. Like, I i mean, we we always, we're promoting the right things here. And, um, you know, inclusivity is the the biggest term that I can use. So, yeah, racism,
0: uh, zero tolerance. Yeah, no, 100% zero tolerance. And, you know, I think the hottest thing is, you know, the, and I had this conversation with, with, you know, different guys, because it's come up a couple times, you know, recently, and I've talked to Mike Greer about it, and it's just, it's completely, uh, and, you know, we've had Mike Greer on here. We've had Kevin Weeks, like, amazing, amazing stories, and, you know, they obviously dealt with their adversities throughout their career, but, you know, this day and age is 2021, 2022, like, this should be um something that, you know, we do not tolerate in any way, and unfortunately, some, you know, there's some idiot parents that that unfortunately, like if there's comments that are going on, which clearly is where this email came from, like that's being learnt at home, which is completely unacceptable. So you know, to the parents out there, is you know, it, it, what are you trying to teach the, your, your your kids? It's just. It's completely unacceptable. And like you said, I think, you know, you said it very well. Uh, but that, you know, there's zero tolerance for for, for that type of stuff. Yeah. Well, so we, what getting, else we got here? You want to yeah. get into the next one?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, I'm an assistant coach with a top-level U16 team. The head coach and I have been friends for a long time, and the team has been doing pretty well all season. The kid play his kid plays on the top line with our top scorers and belongs there, although he may not be as dynamic as line mates. The other two have been getting more points than him, and recently the coach has started adding assists for his son to the yes. game. She <laughs> following the game. Sometimes when he is not even on the ice, he preaches team first, don't chisel points, etc., but then does it himself. I feel this is very wrong, and the, the players and the parents have been noticing. I want to say something, but I don't want to cause a rift between the team, or us as coaches and friends, or see it affect my own son's team uh place on the team. What would your advice be to how to approach this? Thank you, coach. I'm not even gonna give it like that. Yeah, but yeah. Just assistant coach.
0: Oh man, g- g- give me your two g- pennies. G- uh, uh, you the chips, g- g- like.
1: Hey, I get something. Go ahead.
0: You got something? I mean, I I think that's ridiculous. I mean, obviously the kid's a, a a good player, you know, he even said it, but to be chiseling points uh especially at the U16 level they were.
1: Yeah, U16. And so it's real it it should be real hockey. It's yeah. real
0: hockey like it yeah, it's completely unacceptable in terms of how to handle it. I mean, if you're that close with the guy you're an assistant coach you know you kind of have to say something right
1: Yeah. so like this is where i i mean uh excuse the term but like you just gotta sack up and just be like listen hey like we all see what's going on this is you know your son is playing you know well enough um you know Points are points, but like he's not deserving of some of these things because we're seeing the points get posted or whatever. What are you doing? Like, I don't really appreciate you inflating your son's stats for the betterment of you know personal gain instead yeah. of team game gain. It's like a very very simple concept. Team first, team. so you can just Slip the script on him and just be like, so you're talking about team first. What are you doing with your son's statistical, um, you know, spot with, you know, the score sheet? So,
0: yeah, anyway. he, like he says he doesn't want to cause a rift between the team and the coaches and friends. And stuff. like, it's, it's gonna, like, if that's going on, it's already it, going there. It's already going there. Like you better nip it in the, in, in the bud now, because it's gonna like, All the players are going to notice it, and this this guy's going to – the head coach is going to lose the room because, like, you know, little Johnny's going to be like, dude, you know, so-and-so doesn't have – didn't have a second assist on that play. I did. Well, it it wasn't. Like, it's going to happen. So I think, like you said, you kind of said it perfectly. Unfortunately, you're in a tough spot, but it's like you got to kind of – Sack up. Sack up and just say, hey, like, dude – this is what's going on and we can't have it. You know what I mean? Like you're the coach, you gotta practice what you what you what you're preaching here. So
1: Right. But but I think the parents will have you back if that's already the riff going on. So yeah.
0: Oh, they're they're a hundred percent gonna. It's already going on. It definitely is. If, yeah. if 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 he's noticing it, that he's not the only one. Right. hundred percent. Uh all right, let's get to the next one. Uh another email here. Uh, I coach at the U16 level in high school. What drills do you prefer, prefer to use um, to incorporate proper edge work or technique while going back to retrieve pucks? I find the kids I coach have trouble efficiently going back to pick up pucks, uh, wasting strides and time, which inevitably allows the forecheck to be productive. Also, is there a website where I would be able to get a diagram of these drills? Um All the best, Al. All
1: right, well, so, you know, at the sixth line, we do the drills, um, retrieval drills, and we do a pivoting drill. And and to answer your question, Al, though, there are different scenarios every time you go back for a puck. So under pressure versus having a little bit more time. So let's just say, for example, you have a little bit more time you can't go straight at the puck. You have to take an angle to the puck and be able to like continue your speed. So an angle prior to picking up the puck. When you're under pressure, you're going straight at the puck. Someone's right on your back. Then you use some ex, um, deception Decepted. before you get to the yeah deception before you get to the puck to it lose that first guess. So there's different ways that you can implement drills to support these two scenarios and those are like really the two scenarios that i would think that would be
0: appropriate to practice brian what do you think yeah i mean i think i think it can stop by um you know you said it perfectly like th- those two scenarios so i don't want to repeat yourself uh, repeat what you said but also like just simple drills kind of around the net and using a part too. like the communication piece is so important like Shoulder checking, talking to your partner. Um, you know, I basically use three. You know, kind of breakouts like a D to D, um, a wheel where the guy you know gets it and and brings it up up the ice or you know wheels the net and, and kind of skates it and then makes the pass or um, uh, a, a reverse. You know what I mean? Which obviously comes from your partner going to net front and and talking and you know reading the forecheck. But I think a lot of it is it can be done kind of in a a very small area, you know, just around the net and just, like, reinforcing those, you know, good little um, techniques going back, opening up your hips, going for pucks, like, you know, leading with your stick, not pivoting with your stick up in the air. Um, You know, that'll all help you get back to the pucks quicker. And like I said, using those shoulder checks, talking with your partner, um, you know, use, getting your goalies, especially at the 16 level, like your goalies have to be getting out of the net and setting pucks, um, you know, setting, you know, stopping pucks on rims and also communicating like the goalie piece, I think is very important in terms of communication, right? If your goalie like is at least informing you like one on one on like those little, um, you know, I would call them cues, like those verbal cues are, are, are so important.
1: Yeah, you know even just going back to like like his first kind of part of the question is like edge work on retrievals right so like we we work a lot on that pivoting and like you know you said up your idea hips. yeah just like kind of figuring what's most efficient but i think just reps you know like we can talk about it at another time about like what we really feel is correct mm-hmm. and not correct but You know, just pivoting, sinking the hips and exploding to the puck. No matter what you're doing, if someone can like get to the puck quickly, whether it be with time with an angle or straight to a puck and lose someone, I think that's the retrieval. And then when you're talking about introducing partner work, that's unbelievable to breaking a forecheck. And I'm going to get that going with my daughter's team. I'm like, your partner's for a reason. You know, right? Let's work together. Like all the little basic stuff around the net. That net is a tool for those defensemen to be able to uh, use effectively,
2: right?
0: So, right. So. Um. Yeah, and I think we can we can talk more and more about that. And we've been talking about kind of going on the ice and and doing some videos that we could show. And I think it it would be perfect. But it doesn't take a uh, a whole lot. But I think we um before we get to a voicemail, I want to talk about. Franklin, uh, Franklin Street Hockey is uh, the official ball and street hockey partner of the National Hockey League. Visit franklinsports.com for NHL licensed street hockey sticks, nets, balls, and now brand new ice hockey gear. Visit franklinsports.com and join the fam today. Uh, I know these guys got some great deals going on. Again, it's Christmas time. Their website is fantastic. Load up on bat and gloves, pickleball stuff. Don't be a backyard loser. And get some Franklin gear. But what else, I mean, they got everything on their catalog on their website. Uh, they're locally owned here in, in in Massachusetts, right up right around where Mutz grew up. So make sure um, you know, you you check out FranklinSports.com. Like I said, they have, you know, it's not just hockey stuff. Obviously it's a hockey podcast, but you know, hey, the spring's coming. Who doesn't want a fresh uh, Christmas is coming? Who doesn't want a fresh pair of batten gloves or a pickleball set? uh for the the, the, their
1: website has so much stuff and it's so great to uh you know be partnering with these guys because you know always growing up like you said i lived right around the corner and i would go up there uh for you know any athletic need that i needed and um they actually sponsored me uh my first year in the nhl so uh, Franklin sports has done a lot for me but like they have um, that's why lots
0: kids can get Mickey d's and the Yandels can't <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: at, at, at the end of the day uh I will uh, that's one of the spots that I will always remember going up there and and understanding like hey listen this is a business now like oh it, they want to pay me to you know wear their equipment I'm wearing their equipment no matter what it doesn't matter so like they just we were like hey i we'd love that you're a local guy and all this stuff so the family um say kind of environment there like the in touch um you know you know as far as being a local guy was was really important so to have them as a sponsor and promote their brand and um you know there's so much uh on their websites that you can can take a look at and um you know, some stocking and stuff is or some,
0: some bigger gifts that, uh, you can, you can provide. And what do you say, Jersey? How about that, uh, voicemail?
2: Hey, what's up boys? Uh, men's league minute here for you. So last week I actually ran into coach B.Y. down in Canton. First thing he did when he saw me walk in was shake his head in disgust and skate away, which I always appreciate. Uh, you know, chatted with him after his, his practice and then uh hopped into my game and guys chipping the puck up the boards. Uh chipped it rather high hit off my stick and caught me right underneath my visor. Spent the night uh until about two three AM at the hospital. Got some six stitches and uh Yeah, now I'm going back to the cage and just uh just wore it last night. And it is weird. Well, that's all I got for the Men's League Minute. Uh, Got a good one next week against that team that refused to show up for two straight games. So hopefully I'll have some stories from that one uh, next week. All right, boys. Take care.
0: Yeah. Well, looking forward to that next week. That's a
1: sure. Well, I'll just say, I mean, just from the pictures, uh, number one, it doesn't make you any uglier. And number two, <laughs> it's a long way from the hot. Yeah, so suck it up. Yeah, you just gotta suck it up. Didn't ruin your uh turkey day. So we'll we'll figure that. We'll, we'll we'll figure, you know, it out for for next men's league minute next week.
0: Yeah, at least it wasn't the teeth. That's how you gotta look at it. Yeah, exactly. And, um a lot less expensive. Uh Mart's, all right. What do we got? You wanna do the next one? Little Chicago guy. Yeah,
1: so uh, it says we're in the suburbs of Chicago and a big competitive program for reference. Fun is the goal, but we are also planning to win. Coach at a might, yes, might level, level team. The kids are very competent with moving the puck D to D over to the weak side and chipping into the zone. During practice, all the kids are spot on. However, in games, there have been four or five kids that just don't pass. It's just making no sense until we had an out of town tournament last week and it's come to our attention that there are parents paying their kids per goal. Aside from that being an absolute joke, it's completely undermining our efforts to teach the game to teach the team game. Before our game today we asked for a show of hands who gets paid for goals and I shit you not eight of 14 skaters raise their hand how can we address without completely ruining the good vibes we have going on with all the parents thank you anonymous Ooh. um yeah man but uh, gonna, yeah you go first and I'll I'll, I'll kind of just throw my two pennies in
0: yeah I mean I would say yeah how much oh that's how much you got paid two pennies <laughs> per goal <laughs> Uh I think you just got to sit down and 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 have a you know parent meeting with the kids and I'm sorry with the a coach's meeting with the parents and you know address what what you're doing what you're working on and you know obviously it seems like a good little group a good team and you know you're promoting the the team game the team environment and you don't pro, uh, promote individual efforts and if parents are paying kids per goal it's completely unacceptable um, and that's the only way to to nip it in the bud. like well wh- wh- what are you gonna do? like you can't you can't allow that to go on,
1: yeah, so i I would say this pretty much the same thing I' have an adult conversation about how wrong that is, and you know, so it's a player parent co- uh meeting, and you know, I'm sure you're you have good you know say. Relationship outside the rank with you know some of the parents. Like, who gives a shit? Like, what do you want out of playing this game? Yeah, you want the right things. Like you, you, this is like the the team environment. Yeah, but that's so you're doing the right things and promoting the team concept and the moving parks, and like you were mentioning, like the D to D and like understanding concepts, that's gonna make them better hockey players. So I don't really agree with you know so I'm on your side you know Coach Anonymous I would pull them in and as difficult as it may be who who cares who really cares like you need to have this conversation because the parents aren't promoting the correct things if you're promoting the correct things like you are from what you're saying and they're starting to understand it and then they get into the games and they just want to score goals because they want a couple bucks that's like absolutely wrong. So, just try to like stand your ground. Understand that you are doing the right thing, and the parents are doing the wrong thing, and have a conversation about it. Right? Yeah, definitely. I
0: mean, yeah, you yep. kind of just reiterated what you just said, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, we got some vocab here. We've been getting a lot of questions about uh, our vocabulary and some different terms. And I think there's some people that that, you know, kind of don't have a, a a clue what we're talking about sometimes. So we vocab. So let's alternate and just give our kind of definition for every other one here. So we're not like reiterating ourselves. So you can go first or I can go first. But right. the first uh, you want me to go first, you want to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Whatever it doesn't matter. All right, sieve. Uh
1: yeah. So th- that's like a strainer. Usually, like like the actual. So it's just a, a goalie that can't save anything because he's like Swiss cheese. A sieve strains everything, like it, like a colander. Like like it's uh, you, you're straining everything, so everything goes through them. So you're a sieve. If you get called, if you're a goalie and you get called a sieve. You're not very
0: good. Not very good at all. All right. Face wash. Uh, I mean, I would say that uh, face wash, I mean, it doesn't happen too often at the younger levels, but it's more or less like just taking your hand and just mushing their face and kind of rubbing your dirty, stinky, open hand glove all over that oppo- opponent's face. I mean, that's that's. That's how I would describe it. Uh, that's appropriate. Yeah. And that's why you got to have the stink on your equipment because you want, when you're face washing somebody, you want them to, to just taste that salty, nasty, sweaty. Hard ground. work. Hard yeah. Work. No, it's hard work. All over their face. You yeah. know what I mean? That's, like that's hard why hard work getting on their face. Right. We talked about it that uh, one of our earlier – So it's about like washing the equipment and all that type of stuff. Like that's why you don't wash your gloves because you want that stench on there so that when you give somebody a face wash, they smell your hard work like you just said. Uh, All right, Mott's half wall.
1: Half wall is like the area between the goal line and the blue line. The hash mark is kind of like the the bottom part of the half wall and then you are going to move up to the upper third so if you can break the zone into three zones it's between the lower third of the upper third if this makes sense the, the, the lower half ho- i'm sorry the, the lower tear of the upper third and the upper uh so it's in between it's that middle criteria the middle third But the half wall, so half wall for me is like an amazing spot to operate. It's power play. It's soft areas. It's uh, decision-making, in-zone, who has who. So if you can go half wall and create some confusion on defense, whether it be on the PP or five-on-five, it's very important. So the area – really is from the hash marks to the kind of lower half of that upper third <laughs> I, lo, 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 lower spot of that upper third i know i'm not describing it great but like i like I, i'm i see it right here i'm like this upper third
0: so yeah upper, you know so, so half so you saying like hash marks to top of circles there you go oh thank you yeah, there you go. So like I would it's say It's a little bit a,
1: higher than that, but yeah, a little you
0: know, bit higher. But as a visual, I would say like if you're a Boston Bruins fan, you watch Brad Marchand on the you know, he's on his offside, but he kind of operates on the half wall of the power play, right? Yeah. Normally? Well, right? Like, well, like, well, like he
1: does like he's all over the place. Yeah, he's like, all
0: over the place. But
1: but I will say that 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 upper third,
0: stop throwing thirds out there again.
1: I know, I know. Like, like so the thirds, but then <laughs> I, I, I kind of confuse myself too. So, the lower spot of that upper third, it's not, it's, it's not. So, you said top of the circles, yeah, but I think it's a little higher, it's a little higher, yeah, yeah. So, I yeah. would, you know, because then that draws more people out there and like you can like pull yeah, people away, guys, out, right,
0: right, right. So, everything man, everything runs through the half wall guy on the PP for the most part.
1: Yeah. So the half wall is really let, let's just say ha, uh, hash marks uh, a little higher.
0: Yeah. Up a yeah. third. No, upper just, third of the lower uh,
1: third. Yeah. No. Up to <laughs> the upper third. How's that? I yeah. think I
0: think I got it.
1: Yeah. Up to the upper third. All right. Well, hey, what do we got
0: in the last one?
1: <laughs> Sorry. I I totally butchered that one, but I like it uh practice
0: hero uh in my mind a practice hero is like that guy that just works his ass off and is like that guy in practice like a complete pain in the ass and and just you know he's a hero like he's a he's a an all-star he's a tryout all-star he's a you know he's that guy in practice but when it comes time to play a game he's nowhere to be found like he doesn't show up
1: I love it! You you actually nailed it. But I I would always like throw in, hey, take the cape off, kid. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're a practice hero. Yeah, right now you're a practice hero. But here. um, yeah, no, so yeah, practice hero is a, a guy that exactly what you said
0: doesn't All show up right. in the game. Love All it. right, before we get to our last couple of questions here, I want to talk to you about cross country mortgage. Um, if you own a home and you haven't looked into refinance in a while, now's maybe a good time, especially with Christmas uh, rolling around the corner uh, or the holidays, I should say. Having a quick uh, chat with our friend Chris Devin and see if it makes sense for you. Many people don't understand the impact that a refinance can have on their monthly savings or overall wealth. Devo may be able to help you save on that monthly basis so that you can put more money into savings or other projects. Check him out at ChrisDevin.com and he and the team at Cross Country Mortgage can let you know if they can save you some dough. Cross Country Mortgage, LLC, NMLS number 47305. Mots, we got, I think, a couple more here, and then we're wrapping up. This has been kind of a long one. What do you got? What's up, we got uh,
1: Yeah, what's up, boys? What's up, boys? I've been boys? listening to some episodes recently, and I was uh, intrigued with what you said about captains and youth hockey. My younger brother plays 14U AAA, and his coach uh, has been rotating captains every month. And their jobs are to lead pregame warm-ups in the parking lot and say a little motivation uh, when they stand up around the net. A little stuff like that. Every kid becomes a captain throughout the season, and I think that teaches leadership skills, and that can be translated into adulthood everything you guys say uh say about having a captain you talking makes sense and I get why you guys aren't big fans is this a good way of having captains even though they don't wear letters on the jerseys to add to this this helps uh so that the kids aren't in the middle of the stretch circle for every uh game
0: yeah I mean you know, I think that's a good it good i think it's good great, age yeah. to start introducing it and and passing it around letting everybody do it I think You know, at the beginning of this, I was kind of getting at like when these guys are like mites and squirts, I think it's like absurd to have like some kid bombing around with the C on his jersey. That's more or less where I came from uh, previously. But I think at that 14 uh, U age group, it's good to, you know, rotate them, get guys, you know, learning different responsibilities. You'll learn about each and, and every kid. Um by doing that so i i think it's it's kind of spot on for that u14 age group
1: yeah i think it's great actually um so yeah when we did talk about it, it was the younger age groups like you know i think that was the question we answered you know previously yeah um you know to your point in like and you put it in in the uh, the email so that thank you for kind of like breaking it down i think that does help you know include everyone kind of gives a kid, like, a chance to be a leader. And that is that. That is a great um, kind of way of kind of rotating it around and also providing that kind of platform for them to be a leader, like, even if they're not the best player, you know? So if you just rotate it around, like, leading a stretch, it's really neat, right? You know, like, you have to have, like, some authority. Like, everyone knows what they have to do, but imagine – you know, a kid just takes to it, then all of a sudden it applies to his game, and all of a sudden he feels, like, more confident. So I think that I, – I, I actually like that approach. So as I was reading it and, you know, we're chatting about it, I think it's good.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, last one here, and then we'll wrap up. Uh, hi, boys. Mailbag for you. Love the show. Something I've been dealing with this year is getting all my players together for games. Kids are all – kids – are all playing multiple sports, which is encouraged, and half my girls are also playing for a boys team. When you draw the line and start ask, asking, uh, when do you draw the line and start asking kids to commit to just one team? Every weekend is a scramble tra- trying to figure out who's in the lineup. That's a that's a good question. it's oh, unbelievable. I like we're, that question. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of living it here in this
1: household as well. So Eesh. tough. No, it's like you know. We, you know, we, we talk about having commitment to teams, but yet, you know, it's out of season for hockey, right? So hockey starts early, and there's there's different, you know, requirements for fall season. So now it's hockey season, right? I Like I, I always said, after Thanksgiving, like, yeah, mine, like, you know it's hockey season so now um you know when you play on two teams whether it be a town and a travel team and there's commitments um or conflicts i'm sorry wh- where do you go you know did you ever fall into that trap when you were younger
0: right um i think the only time that i played for two teams i was a mite and i don't remember ever having any conflicts um I'm sure there was at some point, but my, you know, I think my, my parents always made the decision Oh, my father, I should say, made the decision that like, I would be going to my select team um, games over my town team ones. And that was at the might level. I think as these kids get older, like, and we didn't get half the ice then as, as we do now, like there wasn't set practices each week. There wasn't skills. Like, I just think, you know, we talked about it last week, like the quality and quantity. And like, I think as they, these kids start entering squirts, it's just a lot of hockey. Like it's a lot of hockey to be playing on two teams. Um, and you are kind of screwing somebody else. Like you're taking, you know, let's just say that you're playing for Duxbury, you know, squirt A's, but your priority is the, the you know, the Bay State breakers. And like, you're actually taking a spot from another kid that's on the B team, that like his so priority so, would probably be that team. So, what about uh,
1: squirt B's and a break his team? What do you mean? So, you and the town team squirt B, but you're playing yeah. for uh, break his
0: team as well. Um, I still think, like, so if you you've made a decision that the other team is going to be the priority. You're taking a spot from somebody else. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So it's like, like, I don't think you need to do both. I, I, I guess that's just my belief is like, you don't, these kids are getting enough ice time, just playing for one team, whether it be town or select, like just focus on the one team. It's enough of a commitment, especially if you miss mixing in like in the fall, they're playing baseball. I'm sorry. They're playing soccer or they're playing, um, you know, football, flag football. Like they're, they're, they're pretty active. Like it's, it's a lot, it's a lot going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. You no, stumped no, me I, when I was like the B, A and B, I was like, ah, uh, Oh I, no, no, no. I'm just It, it like confused Is me it, for a second. Yeah. No, if there's a B
1: play, cause you said, you know, your, your um, example was an A player, like not being there and you know, whatever. So, I just kind of wanted to throw it out there to you. But I would say I want to rewind it a little bit because, like, the this is how far the landscape has changed. You know, we <clears throat> would play um, – I would play a, uh, you know, town game over any other um, travel team that I had because right. I was loyal to my town and my boys that you know, I was playing with. Cause
0: that's just how it was, you know, like, but you, it, was, when it wasn't you,
1: as developed,
0: but when you, know, you like, right. It wasn't as developed. And when you played like for the social dynamos or whatever they were growing up, it like, didn't conflict. It didn't like, that was the kind of the, that, that was the balance that they ran with the league. And I Correct. thought it was pretty good. Like it, it offset. Like if you all your town games are on Saturday, the select games had to be on Sunday. Like they, they worked together. Yep. instead of like competed against one another like that's where I think it's all kind of it's gone away it's gone away completely you know what I mean no matter what there's none of that that really goes on much anymore so I think it's yeah it, it's that's what I mean it's it's it, it's hard and I think you you kind of nailed it in terms of the um playing other sports like hockey's a long season I think the fall like you have to you know let them you know, make the decision if they're playing soccer, if they're playing football. Um, you know, I've had kids this year miss for football games and things like that. Obviously, I'd love to have them at the games, but um, it is what it is. Like now, all right, it's Thanksgiving time. It's, now hockey, now it's season. hockey
1: season. I agree. I, I that, That's how I looked at it. I always. Yeah. I'm like, you're playing soccer, you're playing football, uh, whatever. Like you are able to miss if there's a conflict on right. a fall say schedule and after thanksgiving zero chance like yeah. you, you can miss like now, now I got you Let's yeah no no <laughs> it's our time yeah
0: yeah, yeah exactly so. no that was a good one that that definitely uh gets us thinking um couple wrap up notes here we uh we were lucky enough Mots and i to uh or the rank shrinks, I should say. We were on the uh, the Next Shift podcast, so we're looking forward to that coming out. Uh, those guys do a really good job, Sean Coffey and George Hughes. Uh, it was a pleasure uh, jumping on that, so I think that'll be coming out in the next week or so, and we had a great chat with those guys. Hopefully, we can reciprocate uh, someday. Mots, what do you think about eight, that? Yeah, eight months. Yeah, yeah, they gave us an eight month win, eight eight, eight month window. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, no, the awesome guys. Uh, they do. A they've great had some stuff. great
0: guests too. I've I've listened yeah. to uh, a bunch of their episodes. Some really really good uh, guests, and you know they kind of talk about that life after hockey stuff. Uh, it's pretty, pretty, you know, they 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 do a really good job. So it was nice of them to have us on. Yeah, I know it, it was good guys, and you know,
1: promoting uh, very similar messages and just. Um you know kind of like the right right kind of thing to do when you uh when you're when you're talking about hockey and you know the hockey community and life after hockey they're interested about our um you know path after hockey and you know some real conversations there so they've had real conversations with other people and I think you should check it out
0: yeah definitely um once again, uh, you know, don't be afraid to buy your kids or, your, you know, your, your grandparents or whoever it is, some Rink Shrinks merchandise. Uh, that website's up, rinkshrinks21.itemorder.com slash sale. Um, also, you can find that on our Instagram bio. Um, keep following us and keep subscribing to the podcast, you know, wherever you get it, whether it's on Apple or Spotify, uh, obviously on Instagram. You can find us at the Rink Shrinks and on Twitter at Rink Shrinks. Um, We appreciate all the voicemails and everything. Make sure you guys keep uh, filling up that mailbag for, um, you know, the next couple of weeks. We appreciate anything you guys see uh, in the rink. Keep letting us know. Uh, Once again, thank you to the sponsors, Franklin Street Hockey, TSR Hockey, uh, Cross Country Mortgage, and Skit Scott. Um, Mots, once again, why don't we plug that uh, Warrior for Life uh, game Saturday, and and we'll, you know, again, we'll be talking more about it. So give it one more – One more plug here.
1: Yeah, so the Warrior for Life Fund will be uh, playing the Boston Bruins alumni at Warrior Arena, 90 Guest Street in Brighton at 2 2 p.m. And um, you'll be able to see uh, mozzarella sticks out there, and we're hoping to get BY in the mix as well. So we'll probably be playing against one another. Um, Yeah, I'm more a warrior than you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah
2: right yeah you are uh
1: but yeah, yeah right any, any chance uh, we're gonna be posting some of the uh the the websites uh to to be able to donate um you know for that cause so we will uh put that out there but uh if you can make it out to that game it'll be great to see some some old-timers uh, play against some some active and retired
0: military seals that uh help defend our country yeah. That's awesome. That's going to be a great event on Saturday. Um, I got to give a little plug for myself here. If you're interested in buying some raffles for the, uh, support my 2009 Boston junior terriers to going up to, uh, Quebec. Um, we do have some great raffle items, a bunch of different things, bunch of some different booze options with Patron, some tickets. Uh, we got some chiclet swag that went and those guys are able to donate. Um, Like I said, a bunch of uh, tickets to to different, you know, Bruins games, Celtics games, and things like that. Those tickets are for sale. Uh, You can reach out to me. You can send me a a direct message or reach out to the Rink Shrinks account, and I can send you that um, stuff. Obviously, uh, I feel like a scrub kind of hitting people up, but it's a very big expense to, you know, to send the entire team up to Quebec in February. So we're trying to do as much fundraising as possible uh, and give these kids some long-lasting memory so I can go up there and be the, uh, I'm going to say the first ever player and coach to win so
1: it's it's about you yeah, it's about me, yeah, Yeah. let's fundraise
0: for me, it's all going to my tab Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, just kidding, no it's going to help, you know, pay for different events and you got to pay for uh, teams and stuff like that, so great episode and um, cue the rink shrink shuffle, that's a wrap